0: Welcome to Geeks Worldwide Presents Preston Nikki. I am, of course, your host, Michael Schluger, and this is episode 287. Um, it's a bit of a light week, um, and that's no surprise. You know, we're sort of right in the middle of summer ending and autumn beginning, and not much is going on, but that doesn't mean we don't have a great show for you. Let me introduce the crew. We have Chris Lessard back with us.
1: How's it going, guys? It's going good. It's going good. Always a pleasure to have you. Yeah, it's nice to like not be called a mean name immediately, even after though you're returning. an asshole. <laughs> okay, cool. There it is. Every <laughs> everything is normal.
0: <laughs> you know I love you, Chris. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and of course, uh, Josh Irwin. Hey, is how's right it well? going? It's going good, man. It's going good. I know. I know both of you too have been crazy busy with various things, with moving and blizzard. Hosting shows and all sorts of other craziness. So thank you both for joining me today. Um, Let's jump into it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a light show. So we're gonna start off with my personal uh favorite punching bag, uh Nintendo. Um although for once there's really the stories for Nintendo aren't super negative. Um the first story we have for you involves miiverse Um and this is kind of interesting to me. Uh uh if you're familiar with it or not, I well, let me say, <laughs> let me start that over. Let me do that again. Meverse is basically shutting down, right? It is shutting down November 8th. Now, if you don't know what Meverse is, you've never had a Wii U. It's basically sort of like a a social aspect to Wii U where uh, you could post pictures or you know, thoughts that could be read by anyone. Um, and, you know, Nintendo is, is generally, you know, thought up of being as very, like, kid-friendly, but uh, there have been some interesting things that have popped up on uh, on Miiverse over the years. Um, and some people are basically trying uh, really hard to archive it, to basically, you know, save Miiverse While they can, uh, I think the current project is just for the Japanese universe, I believe. Um, So the app developer, uh, Drastic Action, that's the actual name, uh, is creating software that they're going to use to archive every single one of the hundreds of thousands of posts created across the Nintendo online community. Um, This is kind of cool, actually. I, I think it's... It's very interesting to try and preserve this little corner of gaming history. Um, Have you guys ever used Miiverse at -hmm. all?
1: Nope.
0: I haven't either. I'm not going to lie to you. But there have been some really hilarious things that have come out of it. Uh, My favorite being that love story between the guy and the girl on Miiverse. And, you know, you can tell they're like 10 or something. Do 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 you guys know what I'm talking about? Nope. Really? No. no clue.
1: Man, it is so good to know that in 287 episodes, you've still yet to learn how to host. <laughs> wow, Chris. Get out. Get out. Let me talk about these things. Uh, no, I actually, I like vaguely remember it. Uh, any, any type of these like video game love stories make me kind of swoon a little bit. I've got a couple friends who met over Warcraft and like to me is like a gamer. It's just like... Aww. So I, I will put this out
0: there. If you want a really good laugh and you have probably, I, I imagine it'll take you about 15, 20 minutes to read through all of this. You can search for Alan and Nicole Meverse. It will pop up. Uh, people have even made like, you know, musical versions of this based on, you know, the post that these two made in Miiverse. And it's hilarious and cute. Uh, but mostly hilarious, so you should check that one out at the very least. Um, but yeah, you know, I think too often um, when it comes to the console stuff, we do a really poor job of game preservation or any kind of sort of history preservation, so it's interesting for me to see that someone is is making an effort to hold on to this. Um, I don't think too many people care, but maybe I feel like, you know, maybe 20, 30 years from now, some some scholarly type is going to be interested in the social climate of the uh, early aughts and uh, they're going to go to this archive of Meverse posts to get a feel for it. That's my guess. I can't imagine anyone else is going to care about this.
2: I think, I think it's got some artistic value too. I, I think that uh, you're right. We don't do a very good job of preserving that stuff, especially when you're talking about things that are so live and so... Um, Oh, how do you put it? But they're constantly evolving and constantly changing. Um, it's always out with the old and in with the new. And and uh, I think that this project is really cool.
0: The the funny thing to me about Meverse is obviously it's it's impossible to tell the age of the person who's posting it. And so anytime I see any post on Meverse, the the game I play in my head is: is this actually someone really young or is it someone trolling? and it's really hard to tell
2: yeah it's do we really... need to call do we need to call chris hansen
0: <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
0: no it's really really hard to tell like some of these posts are just so naive and and odd that like it's either someone who's like 8 um or someone who's trolling i tend to look at the spelling if the spelling is good it's probably someone trolling that's that's my um, you know gauge
1: I think you're, like, overestimating the intelligence of internet trolls. Actually, maybe they're so intelligent that they're purposely misspelling things to throw <laughs> you off the trail.
0: That could it's be possible. Yeah. There's, there's really no way to tell. There's really no... I mean, it could be a cat for all I know.
1: It's, it's true. Who's, who, who's, who's, who's just good at typing? Eventually, yeah, cat, eventually that's dog. just going to happen. Gerbil? Horse. Hamster? Um, farm animals?
0: Listen, no one knows you're a cat on the internet, right? So. <laughs> you can
1: be whoever you want to be. Just remember that. Exactly. If, if you're a cat in your heart, you can be a cat. <laughs> it's true.
0: That's the beauty of the internet. Um, our other Nintendo story, this one's kind of interesting. Um, so, in a recent interview with Blo- Bloomberg, the uh, Pokemon Company CEO, uh, Sune Kazu Ishihara,
1: Thanks. Uh, based. Oh, he said nice. I was complimenting you on your pronunciation.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I watch probably way more anime than I should. Um, he, uh, he admitted to Bloomberg that when he you know, was initially shown the Switch, he told Nintendo that the Switch wouldn't be a success. He basically said uh, he thought that in the age of the smartphone, no one would carry around a game console. And, of course, he says, obviously, I was wrong. Uh, the Switch has been a pretty good success for Nintendo. Um, and I think it's interesting that, um, you know, he's, he's admitting to this, right? You'd you think normally uh, the CEO types would never come. They'd be like, yeah, I knew it would be fantastic all along, right? But here he is uh, admitting what
1: many of us still think. Probably lost a bet. You know, he was like, if the Switch sells this many, I will go on a public stance and say <laughs> that I was wrong. And I think that's how that conversation started and ended. It's uh, possible. The, I'm the, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just shocked that it is, I see these things everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people are bringing them to my office. And, uh, you know, anytime I go do something, I'm seeing people in the park playing. And it's like, I, I would have, I was wrong. When when it came to what I expected this to be. So I I saw a
0: survey recently um, and I am, you know, going to generalize the numbers just a little bit here. But the gist of it was 30% of the people only roughly 30% uh, only use it in console mode. 30% use it only in portable mode and 30% use it uh, for both. So I thought that was very interesting. Isn't that question. only 90%? It is. I'm generalizing the numbers. It was okay, like 30, okay. 35 okay, on one, okay. 32, et
1: cetera,
0: et cetera. Yeah. But it was pretty close, you know.
1: I've used my Switch a total of two times.
0: <laughs> only only twi-
2: You have a Switch and you've only used it twice?
1: Yeah, yeah. I liked ARMS for like the two hours that I played it and then okay. I, there's just nothing calling me back it's weird it's like i bought the system i was super stoked i thought i would love arms it's like right up my alley and i love fighting games and you know i bought breath of the wild and i even bought some of the games on the store and i've played all of them for like 15 minutes and then i just haven't gone back
2: really you didn't but even yeah. like I
0: didn't grab you really yeah i, really. I
1: am not a kind of grindy rpg type of person it's not
0: an rpg though
1: but what i was saying is like i don't like crafting any game with like cooking or or crafting
0: that's a pretty minor aspect i mean overall i would say there is some you do have to do some crafting but it's not too bad
2: seriously though high five because i hate crafting too it drives me fucking crazy i used to i used to hand my switch to my brother-in-law when he'd come over and i'm like just cook the shit i think it's an excuse
1: to extend game time yeah. And so, and so I think it's like, this is why I like Heroes of the Storm so much. I think Heroes got rid of a lot of archaic things that Warcraft mm. 3 had, like the getting rid of items. And I like the idea of leveling together as a team. Uh, and I think Breath of the... Like, I think cooking is one of those, like, archaic things that's just, like, always been around mm. that, like, I don't feel is necessary to the actual gaming experience. To I, I feel like if that game didn't have cooking, I wouldn't be losing anything. If, if that makes I sense. I don't know anyone. I bet there are some people, like those farmers out there, that are like, all I do is cook. Uh,
0: uh, what was I going to say? Chris, you should look up a game called Battle Chef Brigade.
1: It sounds pretty great, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> it is coming um, to Switch. But, I
0: kickstarted it, but I, I, I think yeah. you would be amused by it. Yeah, and...
1: I, I don't know why. I just, like, am not going back. Like, it's sitting on my thing. It's kind of like my PlayStation VR. I'll, like, I'll, I open that thing up or, like, I put it on, like, every once in a while, but there's really mm. nothing. There's no, like, call to action to come back. Nothing is, like, bringing me back, like, you know, the PC games that I'm playing.
0: I might, I might cave for Mario Odyssey, but we'll see. Apparently, Mario Rabbits is pretty good. Mario plus Rabbits is excellent. Yeah. It is
2: so good.
1: So really? I, yeah, but should I just get XCOM?
2: No, because Mario plus Rabbids is very uh, kinetic, okay. and it gets and it gets very it gets progressively more complicated as you go through. It's really it's a yeah. Really, my really
0: understanding is the way Mario plus Rabbids work is you're a lot more mobile than a traditional XCOM game because characters can boost one another, and then you can have like double boosts, and mm-hmm. your character can like really. I've heard good things about it, map. and
1: yeah. um, I got a couple buddies at Ubisoft, and they're super excited about it. So.
0: It's
2: spectacular. It really is. Oh, really? Coming from you, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's way better than it should have been. It (laughs) it really is.
0: Uh, So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all we have for Nintendo. Um, Our next story involves uh, Shadow of War, and uh, I think that this was sort of a really great move by the developer. Basically, what had occurred is that someone that worked on the game unfortunately uh, passed away due to cancer. While the game was still being developed and so they created a character that's um a tribute to this you know programmer that passed away and uh, they're releasing him as dlc which normally you know boo hiss but in this particular instance um the sale of this character in dlc the majority of the uh of the price is going to go towards his family which I think is a really good move. So he's going to cost $4, dollars three ninety nine. dollars 99 uh, 3 of that is going to go towards the family of the programmer. Um, so, I, I mean, this is really, I think, uh, a, a great way, I think, to honor the developer and, and to help out their family, as I'm sure they're you know, in their time of need and grieving and such.
1: You know, this is what I love about the gaming community, guys, is that, like, sometimes we can be contrarian and kind of be like, ah, nothing's good enough, but, man, when when we do band together, some really cool things happen, and stories like this are just, like, so awesome to hear. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Very true. Very true. Now, for some reason, and uh, the article doesn't quite make it clear, uh, laws in the following states prohibit them from giving the money to the family um and that's alaska hawaii illinois massachusetts and maine and south carolina apparently oh i'm sorry mississippi yeah massachusetts mississippi and south carolina um but any any of the other states um you know off you go that's pretty cool
2: very cool I, i think that article is really neat definitely heartwarming
0: yeah, and uh, so the the character that you get, by the way, his name is uh, uh, Fourth Hog, the Orc Slayer. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, pretty much what it sounds like, he goes around, <laughs> he slays orcs for you. Uh, so you can check out the trailer; I will link to it, and you can you can. It's a short little thing, but pretty cool. Uh, our last story—can you believe that already? Last story um, involves yet another sex game on Steam um, called, I believe this one was called Strangers in a Strange Land. Now, for longtime listeners, um, a couple of weeks back, we talked about another uh, Steam game um, that also got in trouble in hot water for supposedly being like a sex simulator or or basically the, you know, it was, uh, the criticism was that, it was training you to how to isolate women and to force them to have sex with you. And Josh, I remember you looked into it and basically said it was all BS. And it was just a dumb sort of romantic comedy that happened to have some sex in it. Yep. All right. Exactly. This one is a little different. This one is a point and click adventure game, but everything that I've read about this um, seems to indicate that it's pretty much a porn game. Like, you know, that's, that's their intention, that the that the uh, point point-and-click puzzles or whatever is just sort of a pretense to serve up a bunch of sex scenes. Um, but w- something that the article points out is that the sex scenes that do occur in the game are no more racy, um, but it's getting a lot of flack because... Obviously, the having sex is a little more central to the game than Witcher Three is, but I don't know what the, what's your take on this one. I mean, if you look at the game, it's it's not going to win any awards. It's a point and click game that was clearly made in like Unity or something, um, and the character models look okay, but you know if you were like for 2007 it's great for 2017 not not so much um you guys what 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 are your thoughts on all this
2: sure i'll go why not uh i think that this game is a little weird first of all i don't care what any what kind of game gets sold anywhere uh, since there are per- parental restrictions and parents should be monitoring what kids are doing on their computer, it's obvious that this game is meant to be uh, a porn. Because even the plot premise is thin. It's something about oh, your parents drug you on a vacation that you didn't want to go to, and now you know you're out in the middle of a farm in Iowa or something, and there's naked chicks everywhere. So, so
1: I just heard you say your parents drug you, and I was like, oh my god, that's drug your parents. Your parents are they just <laughs> drugged you? Drag, drag and now you're having a bunch of sex. Exactly. super (laughs) weird. No wonder this thing got taken off Steam.
2: Yeah, well, the plot's pretty thin, and I do think that uh, there were some valid concerns about whether the main uh, character was underage, because the plot is about your parents taking you on a vacation you didn't want to go on, uh, which makes it sound like they could be under the age of 18 or whatever. Um, But other than that, I mean, I don't see anything necessarily wrong with this game other than the fact that it's stupid.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's... You know, it's not really what any of us, I think, would consider to be a good game. Um, And I I agree with you, right? Like, if there's a, if there's, you know, if it's rated M or if it's very clear in the description of the game that this is an adult game with nudity and sex, who cares, right? As a parent, you should be monitoring what your kids are playing. Um, I don't see what the big deal is at all.
1: Yeah, I think that the big I, – I, I think the big difference is like what you said. It's the whole – it's intended for sex as opposed to sex adding to it.
0: Yeah. The, the funny thing is like, again, the graphics on this thing are not mind-blowing at all. I mean, but
1: we've all looked at staticky HBO boobs, right? That's true. But what I'm saying so, is like if you're looking for –
0: if you're looking for animated porn, there's lots of it on the internet. You could google so... those
1: exact words and get a lot of it on the internet. You know what <laughs> T- to each their own. I think that exactly. if you're if you're going to wordsmith this, then yeah, it should be taken down because if the intent is sex, then yeah, that's porn and porn shouldn't be on Steam. But if you know it just depends on who you ask and you have Steam and now it's that's that's their answer.
0: Yeah, so the game was basically taken down and put up again. Um, and if you play the the game now, a big uh red censored thing shows up anytime you enter one of the sex scenes, but you can just go to the developer's website and they there's a free patch there to reverse all that. But it just it just feels like um I don't know, it's it's what it's what I would call the old okidoke, doke, you know, like we're just saying, like, you can't have sex games, but if you put this big red bar here and then you just happen to find a patch on the developer's site that removes it, then that's cool. Yeah, you know? exactly. it just, you know, we're just, you know, just jumping through hoops that are unnecessary and stupid as far as I'm concerned, because no kid is gonna accidentally, you know, purchase this game um, by themselves unless an adult has made the mistake and enabled them to do so or played this game without an adult just not being cognizant of how parental controls work or something like that. Like We should know. have
2: told this we should have told this whole story in, in sexual innuendo and puns, I think.
1: So, but Probably. why should I have to learn how video games work as a parent? Shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't Steve do that for me? Or do I have to be involved in my child's life? I mean, come on. The thing
0: is, I'm pretty sure the child is, if the child can figure out that this game has sex in it, I'm pretty sure the child can figure out how to use Google and find all the free porn they want.
1: And that's why we need to ban Google. <laughs>
0: I mean, maybe that's the solution. I don't know. That is the
1: solution. It's the <laughs> I didn't, no. I wasn't going to go that far.
0: <laughs> you were going to go with the like ultimate solution I was that say Final solution,
1: which is Final all, solution. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bad, Chris. Bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm never going to be a politician strictly yeah. because of this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, no. I think this whole thing is silly and superfluous. Like. We're all adults here, and the people that aren't adults, if they can figure this thing out, they can figure out way worse stuff. Way worse stuff.
1: You know, and honestly, I'd rather them figure it out in a game than in real life. So (laughs) That's true.
0: (laughs) I agree with that. And believe it or not, I mean, that's not even uh, part of our what-the-fuck stories of the week, right? That's just a regular story. (laughs) Um, But we do have some really good what-the-fuck stories for you. Uh, And as usual, we're going to go from least to most fucked up. So the first story up has to do uh, loosely, actually, with Nintendo for once. Um, Nintendo is partnering with SanDisk to come out with Switch-branded micro SD cards. And I think this is really fucking dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really, really fucking dumb. Um, the The only difference uh, with these micro SD cards off a regular uh, versus a regular micro SD card is that the uh, Switch logo is on the SD card. Uh, and that's about it. And I mean, there's a picture of Mario or Zelda or something on it. But it's not like even a unique image. It's like a stock image that you could find anywhere. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure this will sell, but I, I also think it's kind of dumb. You... It's a smart
2: business move for the holidays, uh, you know. Like parents buying their kids a Nintendo Switch get to go to the store and they go, "That one will work because it has the characters that are on the Switch box on this thing." Sure. You know, I can yep. see that.
1: Yep, yeah. Especially you know, knowing my parents, that would definitely happen. I got you a <laughs> Zelda game, one that's not Zelda. <laughs> Two, you, you guys are terrible. Thank you. Even... I guess it's the thought that counts. The uh, Thought that counts.
2: Even parents of our generation in their 20s and 30s who have only used Apple products don't even know what an SD card is, probably, because they, they don't use them in their phones. So. I
0: guess.
1: Well, you, I like the first comment, uh, which is, you know a console is doing well, but it's scratched out, and then it goes, shipped uh, when <laughs> SanDisk <laughs> is making products for you. So that, that, it's kind of a a point there. It's gonna lie. <laughs> that's why it's the only comment. It's the only one that, that article needs. No <laughs> one can say anything more. That's all you need.
0: It's it's pretty ridiculous. Um moving on though. Uh, our next story involves again, um Mario of all things. But this is one this one's kind of cool. It's odd, but cool. Uh, 227 artists, which that's a lot of artists, have collaborated to remake an episode of of uh, Super Mario World. So the episode in question is called Mama Luigi, um, and the way that you're going to enjoy this best, um, unless you have a very long memory, is to look up the original episode, which you can find on YouTube for free. It's basically all about Luigi telling Yoshi a story of how they first met and what happened. And then watch the 227 artist remake. Uh, They basically just broke the episode down into like little 10, 15 second chunks and they all animated it um, differently. And this is really cool. Really random, but really, really cool. Did you guys... Did you guys it's watch e-
2: it? Yeah, it's extremely random, and like, I, there there are, there are sections that last like five or ten frames, right? Like, it's yes. it's it's really strange, but there's a lot of like little Easter eggs. I watched it once, and I feel like I need to go back and watch it again because you see little glimpses of things that are like pop culture references or uh, Easter eggs to other video games. You actually see a rabbit for like three frames in it at one point. Barney. Yeah, uh, yeah, Barney was in it Barney um, was in it, yes So I feel like I need to go back and, and watch it again Just to see what else I can pick out But uh, it was really neat, I thought it was really cool My well, yeah, favorite part
1: so- was when Yoshi came out And his eyes were all derpy That was just <laughs> at, like the very beginning Like That was like, helped me right away
0: What, what I think is great, by the way Is that obviously all the audio uh, Is from the original episode So they changed none of the audio um, The only thing that's different is The, uh, you know obviously the the drawn sections and the art styles are all over the place. And some of them are really cool. And some of them are just really trippy and weird.
2: Yeah. There's even a couple of parts where they do like little like paper puppets and stuff like that. Like they're not even really animation. It's just somebody with a camera and a paper puppet.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, it's out there, but definitely, definitely worth uh, the 11 and, change minutes just a little shy of 12 minutes to watch so definitely check that for sure um and we'll provide a link to that below um so i'm i'm a little bit at a loss here in terms of which story is more fucked up the chuck tingle or the fighting game story so which one would you to say is let's
1: do let's talk about let's talk about jesus
0: all right let's talk about jesus So someone has created a new fighting game and is in uh, early access on Steam, Um, and you know the concept is nothing new, right? It's a fighting game. The fighting game features gods, right? It's called Fight of Gods, Um, and it features you know characters that we've seen in other games, uh, like Odin and Zeus, Um, and there's even an appearance by Anubis. Which you don't see Anubis in too many games, but then they dipped into uh, mainstream religions that we never really see depicted. Certainly not in a fighting game. So Moses is a character, Buddha is a character, and yes, Jesus is a is a character as well in this fighting game. Um, don't lie, Chris. You you're You're, already, you're already Bought this one.
1: Uh, yeah. I just think Jesus is so hot. <laughs> uh you know those ripped abs uh that, yeah that the thorn it. that thorn crown no this is fucking hilarious i <laughs> love this I, like both of these two games like i think are absolutely wonderful but i i, I just I, I appreciate the the gall that these guys had of putting jesus in the game i mean like even smite like smite has anubis Smite has hindu gods you know has kali and has gods from all of these other pantheons and they've gotten their fair share of heat like for including these gods in their games but the one thing they've never committed to was putting Jesus in and they, right? and these guys did it these guys put Jesus in and the funniest part is that he he's, he like breaks off the cross so he's using the cross he's using the, the wood of the
0: cross as like yeah almost like Tonsa.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, it's amazing
2: I say, why not Jesus? You know, like, he should be in more video games as a badass. Does anybody remember the uh, the American Dad episode about the rapture where they were fighting in the dystopian wasteland after the rapture happened? Jesus and Stan?
0: No, I don't remember
2: this. Because Jesus fell in love with Francine and he's all Yeah, I remember and... that episode. I
1: remember that yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. American Dad is so much better than Family Guy right now.
2: Oh, yes, for sure. But uh, yeah, that episode is great. And Jesus was a badass. So I want to see Jesus be a badass. Some more things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, as I said, it's an early access. It's on sale right now, which is, I think, also part of the reason people are talking about it. So it's, it's less than five bucks if you want to <laughs> kick ass. And as the reviews Jesus. are good. The reviews are surprisingly good, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's there. Um, let us know who your favorite character is when you, when you check the game out. Um, It even has some uh, gods from the Chinese mythology as well. So they they really, you know, equal opportunity here. So check it out. Um, The last story involves Chuck Tingle. And it's like, how do you explain Chuck Tingle to someone who doesn't know who Chuck Tingle is? Anyone want to take a stab at it? No, Le- Leisure Suit Larry for the LGBTQ
1: community. Oh, no.
0: that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but but he's, he's but he's he's a um, he's a writer. He's an author. So I don't know if I would go with the Leisure Suit Larry analogy. Um, maybe for the game a little bit, but um, how would you? How would you, like, explain him as an author? All right, I'll, I'll give it a try, and you and you you guys tell me what you think. So Chuck Tingle is basically um, an erotic LGBTQ author who writes things so ridiculous that you know you cannot take it seriously, and he rose to prominence because in the literary world uh, a group tried to disrupt the hugo awards which are the most sort of prestigious sci-fi uh award one of the most prestigious sci-fi awards out there and he was nominated for this award um as a sort of protest vote by this block of people um and yeah, he's just really ridiculous for the sake of being ridiculous. Um yeah. I, I don't know how else to describe him.
1: Uh I think that that's good. I think Tim and Eric like that was a comp- you know comparison that I that I grabbed just based on the video. Um uh, just like absurd. I think absurd is a good word.
0: Yes. Really really absurd. Most of his books are You know, like uh, ABC pounded in the butt. That's the the title of most of his books. It's something, something, something pounded in the butt. So, again, very absurdist sort of thing. And uh, they're making a video game about (laughs) the Tingleverse, as it were. I didn't realize all his books took place in the same universe, but uh, first time for everything, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, how, would you, how would you describe the, uh, the game, Chris? Would you say Leisure Suit Larry?
1: I would describe the game as a combination of gay erotica and 45-year-old middle-aged man humor.
2: <laughs> that sounds like Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> yeah, so both of you guys
1: being around that age could probably attest. I'm just kidding. I just like, I just like calling you guys old. No, um, no. I don't know, Chris. Um, that, like, Tim and Eric co-wrote. Like, the best part about this is that they've got r- real celebrities in this game. And they're using full-motion video. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, Will Wheaton, like, the nerd king, right, is is, is in the game. Chris Clue, former punter uh, from the NFL. Uh, no, but I think because I I walk, I walked I walked into that and I watching the video and I wanted to be like this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life but I fucking love Tim and Eric and I love absurdity and watching that I just I was cracking up the whole time I might actually play it
0: <laughs> So they are looking to release the game for free when it, when that it happens it's currently has its own Kickstarter That's already met their goal. So their goal was uh, $69,420. I don't think that was a random number.
1: Um, See, that's just like, that's the kind of stuff that I love about it, right? It's (laughs) It's like everything. That's the thing about absurdity that I love is they've really, like, everyone's like, that's easy. They're just being stupid. But when you think about it, they've thought about everything.
0: They they have. It's currently uh, sitting at eighty-five thousand four hundred and forty eight dollars raised, so it's definitely gonna be a thing. Um so yeah, start start preparing. Oh and also Zoe uh Zoe Quinn is producing it, which I think is gonna trigger a lot of people. So there's that. I can tell Chris has triggered it
1: already. Typing <laughs> Ah! Uh, I, I actually don't even know who she is. But... Really? You don't know who she is? Sorry. Really? It was her,
2: her and Anita Sarkeesian during all of the... Uh, what do they call that? Uh, Gamergate? And right. That oh, call-
1: yeah. Okay, okay. See, I, yeah. I know a lot of these people by face and not by name.
2: Hmm. And she's the one... Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't she the one that's transgendered?
0: I'm not sure. I don't want to say one way or the other. I thought Gamergate was super duper stupid, and it I was. just kind of stopped listening to all the noise surrounding it a long time ago. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, but you can check out the Kickstarter, and if you are all um, interested, contribute a little bit there. It does look like it's going to be really weird and offbeat and hilarious. Um. If you're into that sort of thing. (laughs) So go check it out. It's called kickstarted in the butt. (laughs) You're welcome.
1: Um,
0: And I think that's it. That's it for our stories. Uh, Hopefully we'll have some more interesting stuff to talk about next week. Uh, I know destiny two has just come out. So that's going to be, I'm sure in the news the next couple of weeks as people talk about how terrible it is or how wonderful it is i don't know um i'm guessing terrible but that's just me um but yeah until next time uh we really appreciate all your uh, comments likes subscribes if you enjoyed the the uh, podcast at all we absolutely love to hear from you guys please give us a rating uh until next time i've been your host michael schluger Chris is sorry? Sorry. <laughs> Gosh Irwin. <everyone. laughs> Have a great week of gaming. Push a lot of keys for us. We will see you next week. This
2: has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks assemble!